Hey, fam. Hello, 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 hello. Family, I've got a word. Let's go just right into prayer because we want to welcome the Holy Spirit in and let him have his way in the name of Jesus. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you, Father. I thank you for waking each and every one of us up today, Father. I thank you for giving us strength in our body, Lord. I thank you that we have the victory even before our eyes open, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I will always honor and cherish you every day of my life, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm praying that your spirit just comes in and has its way, Father. In the name of Jesus, that you become greater and greater, Lord. I become less and less, Father. I take the flesh out of it, and we only want to hear what your spirit is speaking, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, and I'm binding up any foul enemy, any lying tongue that will try to come up against this word, I sever them at the root. In the mighty name of Jesus, and that's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Family, the Lord told me to come on here and talk about his mercy and his unfailing love. Okay? And I'm going to give you a little, um, little backstory. So I remember talking to this about you before, but you know, just, just sit back and relax. So, um, ever since I moved into where I live at right now, I haven't worked. Right. And I was talking to my sister the other day and she's like, that's a testimony. And I'm like, yeah, it is. I'll tell my testimony eventually, you know, but like, as it was like the Lord, it's just like somebody needs to hear that right now. Somebody needs to hear it right now. What I do for your life. And when I tell you that the Lord takes care of me, he takes care of me. Okay. He takes care of me. And it's not no minimalistic. Like the Lord provides all my needs and he gives me things that I want. Okay. I'm not saying this because God is a genie. I'm saying this because we were talking about his mercy and his unfailing love. So when the fan- pandemic first hit. You know, I just had moved in, so I'm just I'm just starting to try to get my my place together because I just moved in. So I re- I remember, you know, that's when it wasn't no toilet paper, wasn't really no food, like a lot of stuff was just just not there. And uh, I remember I was just stressed, like, and then I I was going through like a depression. I was going through like a a, a, a depression. I didn't want to get up out the bed. I didn't have that drive to go and work and make the money that I needed to make to provide for myself and my kids. And, you know, the Lord, he still sent me through that. And I was, I was behind on my bills. I was behind on everything. Everything that they had a due date, I was behind on it. And, um, it came to the point where my back got up against the wall and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't even know. And I remember sitting in my bathroom. I'm par- I, I'm going through the story a little faster because I talked about this before. But um, I remember just sitting on my bathroom floor. And I'm just like, Lord, like, no matter what happens, I need you. It don't matter what happens. I can't afford to lose you. I can lose everything else, but I can't lose you. And in that process, when I look back, the Lord, he was... He everything worked for my good. The depression I went through, it worked for my good because the Lord He He allowed that thorn to be in my flesh because He had to show me that His power worked best in my weakness. He wanted me to see you're not gonna go out and work because I'm gonna provide for you. I want you to understand that I am a provider. Do you get what I'm saying? You he and he's been showing me he is a provider, y'all. He is a provider, okay. 
I remember praying to the Lord something as little as Lysol wipes. I'm like, because remember, there's a lot of Lysol wipes. I'm like, Lord, I really want some Lysol wipes. I lied to you not. Because the Lord, he'll, I forgot that I even prayed that. And I remember I was walking on the aisle with my mom and my sister. And this this guy, he just walked up to me. He was a worker at, at the Walmart. He was like, do you want this? And I was like, what, what is it? And then I see it was Lysol wipes. I was like, sure do. <laughs> sure do. God is so good. I started praising the guy at the Walmart because he is a provider. He, yo, he is so good, Jewel. And I'm not just saying it because like of materialistic things. It's because he cares, right? So during my broke season, right? <laughs> during the season where I was being proven and purified because I, you're not ever really broke because your father owns everything. So you're not really broke, right? Everything has to work for you, but he has to get you to see that, that I am your provider and no, no harm is going to come your way. I have plans to prosper and not to harm you. He's trying to show you that. That's Jeremiah 29, 11. And, um, uh, I remember I was looking at puppies. I wanted a puppy so bad. My birthday's in October. And when I started getting all the notices, it was September. Remind you, you're just getting notices, but I just had this desire for a puppy. I'm like, I just want a puppy. Like, it would be so beautiful for me to have a puppy. And, um, I remember I, uh, so that's when the Lord, he, 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 I got my breakthrough. After I said that prayer, like, Lord, no, it don't matter what happens. I need you. I need you, Lord. It don't matter about nothing else. After that, I tell you, breakthrough, like breakthrough. The Lord, he just had to get that into my spirit. He had to let me get to the point where it looked like there was no coming back because he needed me to see it was him. And when I tell you overflow came, overflow came. But family, one thing that the Lord had blessed me with was my puppy. That was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. He got, so I went, I remember I went to the, um, Cause I was going back and forth because I wanted it, but I didn't want to pay that much for it, but I wanted it. And, um, I remember, um, uh, first I was looking at it like a little Yorkies, but I was like, mm, no, everybody kept telling me the Yorkie I liked was ugly. So I was like, I ain't going to get it. <laughs> and then, um, I remember I was just like, all right, well, I'm gonna go to this pet store around the corner from me. So I had my eye on a specific puppy. It was, I think it was like a, a Shih Tzu Yorkie. It was, I think it was like a Shorkie. And I was like, I want that. But when I got there, it was two people in a line, right? And so I'm just like, oh, well, hopefully they don't get the one that I wanted. So when we finally got into the store, the first lady that was in front of me, she wanted the the this one dog. It wasn't the dog I was there for. But then it was another lady that was in front of me. And she said the dog that I wanted. And I knew she was going to get it. Like when she when she held the dog, like she like the way she just held it, I said, okay, it's done. So I remember... I was just sitting there, you know, I got my kids with me, they excited, but the puppy that I want ain't there. So I'm like, whatever, ain't even there. So I remember, um, like, okay, I get up to the counter. I'm like, can I see that Maltese right there? And she handed it to me and so it was just so adorable. It was so adorable. Like online, it didn't do it no justice. And, you know, we went to go sit in a little play, the little play area. And I let my kids play with it. And then they're like, mommy, can we get it? Can we get it? And I'm just like, all right, we're going to get it. Right. And I was like, we're naming her mercy. Right. Because in that moment, God has showed me so much mercy. He has so much compassion on me because the, the jam that I had got myself into, I had to take accountability that it was 
partly my fault. Partly it was my fault, but God, his purpose prevailed. You know, man makes many plans, but his purpose really does prevail. So, like, my dog's name is Mercy. So, I, every time I say her name, I just think about the Mercy. Or even, you know, sometimes it's like, Mercy! And I might not necessarily think about it, but there's a meaning behind mercy. When I see mercy, I remember God's mercy. I remember his compassion. He could have punished me, but he had compassion on me. You get what I'm saying? He gave me overflow and he didn't have to do that. I he, I could have just stay, stayed there. I have fell short to the glory of God and I deserve punishment, but God still showed compassion on me, y'all. Like, it, it was just so beautiful. And I had got her the day before my birthday of um last year. I had got her the day before my birthday. And it was just so beautiful. Like, so the Lord has just told me to come on there and tell you the story about mercy. So, yeah, my dog's name is Mercy. And it's just because I, I God is just so rich in his mercy and in his unfailing love. And, you know, the enemy has a way yet to beat us up to make us feel like you did this, you did that. And yes, take accountability, but know that God isn't like human. Know he's not like us. Know that God is just not like us. Know that he He has this love that we can't even explain. And he is our father. And the closest thing that we can even understand for him to bring it to our terms is when you have children. And, you know, your kids make mistakes. Yeah, sometimes you got to punish them. But you still got that love for them. You still like, I want you to learn from this. I want you to do better. And that's what God is, is doing with his children. He doesn't want us to just always feel broken and rejected and hurt. He's like, I want you to learn from this. I want you to learn Okay, and you got to remember, he is within us, so he feels that suffering. God is there to mourn with us, but we also we have to get to the point where we can go past and 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 seek healing. Now we need to go get the healing. We 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 went through the season of hurt and pain. Now it's to get the healing to get our wounds cleaned. We have to let God do that part because listen, it's just like with my kids. I could tell my kids stop jumping, job jumping, stop jumping, but. If they get hurt, I'm still going to be like, are you okay? I'm going to still be like, all right, let's go get a Band-Aid. Because you need healing. Yes, I'm going I'm to I'm say, why Why did you keep on doing that? But I'm going to still make sure you get the healing that you need. And that's the same thing with God. He, he's going to sit you down. You got to have accountability. But he's like, I'm still going to heal you. I'm still going to heal you. He is rich in mercy, y'all. He is so rich in mercy. I'm telling you, he is rich in mercy. And it's just like, don't ever, because I'm just putting myself in this predicament. Don't think that there's a point to where your life is just going to be 100% perfect and God's going to use you. God wants to use you now. He wants to, he wants you to bless nations through you now. Stop looking at yourself out of a lens of you're not worthy because you are worthy. He gave up his life for you. That's how worthy you are to him. Yes, we can't see it in ourselves because this flesh is flawed. But God sees, he sees himself. He sees himself in us. He's like, you are my child and I am your father. I am Abba. So, um, I just really felt like... I, well, I know the Lord had told me to start with that because 
that is just like that was like the first one of the first times I just was like, God is so merciful. It's so merciful. I dedicated my puppy to him, yo. I'm dedicating this puppy to you, Lord, because you are full of mercy. Okay? <laughs> he is so full of mercy. So first, I want to take you to um, Isaiah 41. He is so good, y'all. And like, even to this day, like, God still takes care of me. Like, he still takes care of me, y'all. Like, when I tell you that he makes two fish and five loaves out of what I work with, he makes two fish and five loaves, I'm telling you, y'all. And it's like, sometimes you just got to sit back and you got to you gotta really look at how God has kept you. You Sometimes, you know, walk around your house and just look at all that God has blessed you with. You know? Just look at it. And sometimes it's, it's, it's a lesson in what the Lord is showing you because he didn't, the Lord, didn't, he don't want me to go out and work like, uh, um, like what I was doing before, because he wants to provide for me. He wants to show me that he is a provider. And it's, we, sometimes he has to, he has to take, make us take that step back so we can see he is who he says he is. Sometimes the Lord has to tell us to take our hands off of it because he wants to show you who he is. You feel me? He wants to show you who he is. And he's like, I can't, I can't let you put your hand in this because your, your pride will get in the way. So sometimes the Lord has to move our hands off and it might hurt because it's, it's hitting our pride. Remember how we was talking about the, the, the word of God was sliced and dice you because it's alive and living. So, yes, when that pride gets sliced, it's like, ooh, ah, it's uncomfortable, but it's for your good. He's not trying to be harsh or cruel. It's for your own good. Because if you let your pride get in the way, it'll be you. You'll get the glory instead of him. And when you get the glory instead of God, it doesn't feel good because it's, it's, we were made to worship and glorify him. When we wake up every day, we are to worship and glorify him because we were made for that. Hallelujah. We were not made to worship the things of this world, but we were made to give glory back to God because it's through him that we even have these things. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I was laying there and I was just thinking like, yo, even when I'm sleep, God, you still doing your part in my life. I'm off in a, in another realm sleep, but you're still making sure I'm breathing. You're still making sure my body is functioning. You're still protecting me. You're still watching over me. You're still doing the same thing for my kids. You always play your part. All you want me to do is wake up and give you glory. That's all he want. And I'm saying that for somebody too. The Lord does his part for you. All he wants you to do is give him the glory. All he wants you to do is praise him. You were made to praise and worship him. That's what you are made for. This mouth I got is made to praise and worship the Lord. That mouth you got was praised, made to praise and worship the Lord. Your body is made to praise and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's go to Isaiah 41 verse 10. And it says, hold on, family. 
Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. It, he's it, that's our father, y'all. Like that is our father, and I'm I, I can only way I can correlate this back is kids because like that's the closest example I can give you. You know how when you first teaching a baby how to walk and you're holding their hands and they're walking in front of you, you know how they they doing that little they little you know how the babies do the little wobble when they walking, and you're you're gonna make sure that baby's not gonna fall, right? And then, you know, you might let their hand go, but you still got th- your hands in front of them. And that baby ain't falling. You ain't letting your baby fall. You you right there to grab them hands as soon as it get a little wobbly. And that's how God is with us. Every day is a new step in our life. We have never been human beings before. This is the first time we've been human beings, okay? It don't matter if you two or 52. It's your first time being a human being that day. That day is different than that day last year. That is a whole different day. And the Lord is right there to hold your hands. He's right there to hold your hands. He's your father. That's why he wants to share this life with you because he's he, he's our father. He's our father. Think about how you feel when you see like a baby taking their first steps or you just see a child as they're growing. You're, you have that pride in you because you're like, that's my baby. Like, oh, you just growing up. Like, look at you. And that's how God is with us. But sometimes, you know, how teen, teenagers get into that rebellious phase and we like what they like. Well, we want to figure it out for ourselves and this, this, this and that. We get in that phase with God and God's like, OK. My word's right here. You're going to have to learn a lesson. But you're going you gonna, to you gonna see my word was so. Hallelujah. And it's the same with us. But let's get back to the point where being babe, like being toddlers. Now, I ain't saying being like um, irresponsible or nothing. But trusting God as children do, right? As I was talking to my daughter the other night. And um, I was reading to her out of the Bible where Jesus said, bring the children to him. Like, don't tell the children not to go to him. Bring them to him because um, the kingdom of God belongs to, like, the, the people like these children. And I was, I started talking to her because she's like, mom, what does that mean? So I'm like, okay, no, no, like, Noah's Ark. Not no, 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 no. I, I brought up Jonah. I said, do you believe that the well or the, the big fish, I'm sorry, y'all, for the religious folks. For the religious folks, I'm sorry. The big fish that swallowed Jonah, right? I was like, um, <laughs> don't take offense when I call y'all religious folks. But <laughs> some people be like, uh-uh, it wasn't a whale. It was a fish. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I asked her, do you believe that? And she was like, um, yeah, mom, yes. Like, he got gobbled up by a fish. And I said, you received that because you have childlike faith. But somebody my age, they would be like, really? But see how you just believe it? You're just like, that's so. That's why the kingdom of God belongs to you because... You believe it. Like, you're not going to sit there and go word for word with God. You're not going to sit there and try to be like, well, that just doesn't make sense. You just believe it. Versus an adult, we're just like, man, that don't make sense. What you mean? And then it spit them back out for real. But the kingdom of God belongs to people like children. Like, okay, God, I'm going to go this way. Okay, God, if you said this, this is where it's going to happen. 
little kids trust in God with all their heart and they lean not to their own understandings. A little kid always is asking you why because they lean not to their own understandings. They want to understand the way their parent understands. They want you to teach them the way, the things that you know. And that's how it correlates back to the kingdom of God. He's like, listen, I need you to be like children. I need you to be like my children. I need you not to question me, but trust me. Trust that I love you. Trust that I have plans to prosper and not to harm you. Trust in me. Trust that I will hold your hand. Trust that. Trust that I will not let you fall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So um let's go. Let's go to Psalms 32. He is so good, y'all. Like I just love God. Cause like I'm telling you, I was um I was fixing my kids food and I was uh listening to a video and then I had went to go um close my uh I had did something I don't remember what I was putting in the closet I think I just closed the closet door because it was open I was doing something I can't remember but when I went to go go close the closet the Lord was like go talk to my children about my mercy and my unfailing love and God is just so good because he's doing it like just trust him you feel me like when I was sitting there I didn't try to argue with him I just said okay I didn't know what I don't be knowing what I'm gonna say it just comes out because <laughs> I trust that God is within me I trust that the Holy Spirit will speak through me and that's what the Lord is saying for somebody right now I just need you to trust that I got you trust that the Holy Spirit will give you the right words to say just trust me just trust me receive me like a child Receive me. Don't wonder how. Just believe. Just believe. So, um, verse 8. And it says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Mm, 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 mm. He is so good, Joel. So, hold up. Let me, because I'm going to give you a different version. And I'm going to go to the KJV. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine with mine eye. Hallelujah. He is saying, I will instruct and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. He said, I will watch you. I will teach you in those circumstances. Even when you you, you might you might mess up, I'm going to teach you out of that. It's still a blessing in that lesson. It's still going to be a blessing there. I am instructing you. I understand that sometimes you might fall, but I'm here to help you back up. You get what I'm saying? You know how when a baby, when they start getting it and they stay, I think they call it the cruising when they when they become cruisers and they start walking and grabbing on the stuff. And sometimes they might fall and you might not have been right there to catch them, but you help them back up or they just get right back up. Be like that. Be like a baby. Get back up. Keep on trying. You know, when a baby cry, you be like, oh, what's the matter? Like, that's what, like, that's what God will do. Like, why are you crying? Get up. I'm here to, I'm here to, um, to encourage you. I'm here to, um, like pat you on your back and get you back together. I'm here to counsel you. 
you just got to get in your mind. God is not like us. He is not like us. He loves on a so much deeper level. It's just so deep. Like, y'all, it's so deep. I be sitting there trying to figure it out. Like, yo, like, oh. You can mess up and know you wrong and God's just there with his arms open like, come on, I'm going to forgive you, but I need you to learn your lesson, but I'm going to forgive you because I love you. You are mine and I am yours. That's that's how good God is. He don't look at it and be like, oh, look what you did. He's like, come here. You are mine and I am yours. Mm-mm-mm. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eyes upon you. He is right here. He is within you. He is in the midst of it. God is all around you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That I just keep going back to that proverb because it speaks volumes to me. We make many plans, but God's purpose will prevail. We make many plans, but his purpose will prevail. In those plans that you have made, his purpose will prevail. In the mistakes that you have made, his purpose will prevail. Just stop looking back and look forward. He says, I will instruct you on which way to go. Let's go to Isaiah 40. Verse 11. He will feed his flocks like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. He got like he said, I will. I got you. I got you. You're going to get to these promises. I got you. My purpose will prevail because I got you. I hold you in my arms. I hold you up with my victorious right hand because I love you. Because I love you. Family, you know why I love to give God the glory? Because he loves me. He does, like, He loves me with this deep kind of love. And I give him the glory because he deserves it. He deserves it. The way God treats me, I don't deserve it. In my, my own, when I look at it, I don't deserve it. But looking at myself through God, he's like, you do deserve it. So I give him the glory because I'm like, God, you're so good. Like, you are so good. Like you are, what you say about me, that's really you. That's really you. But guess what? He gave his spirit to me to live inside of me so I can be like him. Like, so it could teach me to be like him and he encourages me so he can be like, see, you are who I said you are. I will help you. I'm walking within you. I'm walking with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just we we be so hard on ourselves. We be so hard, y'all. We be so hard. <sighs> Hold on, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm like I was in awe, but I'm also reading what I want to read next. Let's read Psalms thirty-four. And let's read 17 to 18. 
The Lord hears the people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. He's so good, y'all. Like, there's nothing I need to add to that. There's nothing. Just let it seep into you, Father. I pray that every heart listening, Father, that they are good soil. And these words of yours goes deep, deep into their heart and takes root, Father. And it will produce an abundant harvest, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hold up, y'all. My bad. Because I, I was saying the name of Jesus. And then I heard something crawling on my roof. I thought, I was like, oh. <laughs> Hold up. Get thee behind me. But my God is good. Because it, it, I don't even hear it. I hear it. Hold up. My God is still good, though. Because he's going to protect me. Let's go to Ephesians 2. And let's go down to verse 13. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God. But now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Do you see how it says we were far from him? But by the blood, by what he did for us on the cross, we are now. Like we're we're near him. He is within us. He is within us because of what he did. He gave his life so he can be with us. That's how important you are to the Father. You are worth him giving his life. Do you understand? He did that to show you how much you mean to him. He did that to show you how nothing can separate you from his love. That he will always do what he has to do for his child. It's just, you know, yes, we are supposed to have a high respect for the Lord. We are supposed to fear the Lord, but he is our father. He is Abba. He is our father. We are his children. Let that seep in. You are my father. You are my father and you're limitless. You're eternal. And I get to share a life with you. You get to show me how you formed the heavens and the earth. Let nothing get in between you and that. Allow the Lord to just show you how much he loves you. Say, Lord, I receive your unfailing love. Hallelujah. Let's go to uh, Romans 5. Verse 8. It says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Mm. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. 
For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Remember how he says, I no longer call you slaves, but I call you friends because a master doesn't confine in his slaves. Remember? God is just so good, y'all. We have a friendship with the Lord. Yes, respect him. I understand. But he's there. There's no condemnation. Do you see where he said? He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. In his death, He made things right with us. So now that we are raised to new life with Christ, we will be saved. Every every worry, fear, doubt, just cast it down. Because if he died for us while we were still his enemies, now that we are raised to new life, how much better do you think it's going to be? He still cared about you when you didn't even care about him. When you were astray and you weren't even thinking about him. He still died for you. He, God still pursued you. Because he's like, I, I love you. You are special to me. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 5. Verse 7. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you all your anxieties all your worries all your worries just give it to him if you go to the KJV right hold on not the KJV give you just a second the ESV casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you Hallelujah. God doesn't want you to have anxiety. I'm speaking to somebody right now. God says, I don't want you to have anxiety, my child. Give it to me. Right now, give it to me in the name of Jesus. Give me it and I will give you my yoke. I will give you my yoke. It's light and easy, says the Lord. Hand it over to me, says God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Family, I'm I'm speaking to somebody right now. I used to have anxiety, right? I mean bad, like heart pounding, um, mind racing. Once I had to call the ambulance, I thought I was dying, okay? And... I remember I was just like, this is never going to stop. I'm always going to deal with this. This is just horrible. Like, I'm always going to have this. And it took for me one day to realize, I don't have it anymore. I don't don't have it. I I don't have those attacks. 
Because the way God moves is a suddenly and you don't even realize it. You don't even realize it until one day you just sit in there like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's gone? It's gone? Give it to him. I'm here to tell you he will take it from you. He will take it from you. Trust him. Believe. Believe. He says, signs, miracles, and wonders shall follow those that believe. Believe that he can do it. Because he did it for me. I shall testify that he has did it for me. Hallelujah. Um, let's go to Romans 8. Verse 39. All right, I'm going to read the KJV. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through, through him that loved us. First of all, we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Let me um tell you the definition of a conqueror real quick. Because if somebody needs to hear that. Because I really feel like I'm speaking to somebody that's really dealing with anxiety. I feel it. I feel it. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, give it to him. By the power of God. It's that healing power. He wants to give you that healing power. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He wants to give you that resurrection power. He wants to give you life. He says, cast your worries onto me. Cast your cares onto me. Cast your anxieties onto me. Just say, Lord, I give it to you. That's how you do it. Say, Lord, I give it to you. I'm talking to you. Don't think I'm not talking talking to you you know i'm talking to you it says a person who conquers a place or people so let's look up conquerors overcome and take control of by use of military force successfully overcome climb successfully with him you shall successfully overcome. You shall you shall take control over everything. You shall possess what God says that you shall possess in the name of Jesus because his word will not come back. So the Lord says he gives you peace. He is the God of peace. He does not bring a spirit of confusion. God is not a God of confusion because his word is so. He's not a man that got to go back on his word because his word is so. God says he sent his word out and it will go and produce what he said it will produce. His word is so. Hallelujah. The Lord is saying for me, he, I just heard him, he said, let off the healing power. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. I'm pleading the blood of Jesus over my sister. Hallelujah. That's going through anxiety, Father. That's going through worry. That's going through fear. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I call those foul spirits out by the power of God in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I'm sending a hedge of protection around her, Father. Go send your legions of angels to war on her behalf, Father. I'm praying that you just put a wall of fire around her, Father. Around her mind, Father. In the name of Jesus. 
shield and protector, Father, in the name of Jesus from all the harm, all the plots of, of harm that's against her, Father. I, I plead the blood of Jesus, Lord, and I cancel it, Father, in the name of Jesus. I denounce and I renounce every foul curse that has been put against her, Father, in the name of Jesus. I severed at the root right now by the power of God, and that's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Family, I'm now this for a bro. Bro, if you're going through the same thing, I just feel it's for a sis. But if you feel like it's about you, you take it. Because the Lord, I'm telling you, he said he is the God of peace. His word will not come back so. But sometimes the Lord just puts it into my heart that you're talking to somebody. And as a specific person, you need this impartation to take place in the name of Jesus. Because you sit in there and you feel like God can't do it. You feel like you're stuck like that. You feel like that that you have said all the prayers that you could say. You felt that you declared all the scriptures that you could declare. But the Lord said, I have been strengthening you. Hallelujah. He says, I have been strengthening you for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Those words that you were speaking over yourself was planting. It was planting into your spirit, man. Hallelujah. And it was it's producing a harvest, says the Lord. I just needed you to just believe that these words will produce a harvest. Hallelujah. See, the word of God is like seeds and it gets planted in you and you got to water it by because by, Jesus is a living water. So you got to constantly seek after Jesus and he waters it in the name of Jesus. He waters, he waters it. And when the and when due season come, you will reap a harvest. That's why it says, do not become weary and well-doing. Do not become weary and well-doing because in the right time, you will reap a harvest if you faint not. If you faint not, hallelujah, hallelujah, I'm going to read you something real quick. Okay, hold on. Hold on, family. Um, let's go to Matthew thirteen. Okay, let's start at verse 1. Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon to gather around him. So he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across the field, some seeds, um, hold on, is this the one I want to read? Hold on, because this, this ain't the one that I want to read. So give your sister a second. I mean, that, that's a banger, but I'm looking for a specific one. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, I'm sorry. 
Okay, Mark 4. I'm sorry, y'all. See how the Lord, he like, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. Because he leads me. Hallelujah. He lead me. He is a mighty God. And it says, parable of the growing seed. Then Jesus, oh my goodness. Jesus also said, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day while he sleeps or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crops on its own. First a leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of the wheat are formed. And finally, the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle. For the harvest time has come. Family. I want to take you somewhere else, right? So keep that scripture in you. Because listen, that's God's word. You got to remember, we are from the dust of the earth. Okay? So God's words is the seeds that we need. And as his as his we get we plant these seeds into our heart, we're waiting for it to grow day and night, day and night we're waiting for it to grow, but you gotta believe that these seeds are taking root. that's why you gotta pray that your that your heart is good soil, good fertile ground, and I wanna um take you down to verse seven. Hold on, let's go to five verse five. After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What in, What's important is God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters works together with the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers and you are God's field. You are God's building. Hallelujah. It's about seeds being planted in you, family. It's just about the seeds of God's word being planted in you. But the most important part, it's not its not important about who plants who harvest the most important thing is that God causes the seed to grow. When you are reading or you listening to a word, you gotta pray and ask the Lord, allow whatever you need me to hear, Father, in the name of Jesus, to be planted in my heart, Lord. You allow it to be planted into my heart, Father. And you cause it to grow. Okay? Um, hold on. Let's go to um, let's go to limitations. Let's go down to verse twenty two. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. 
Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is a is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for the salvation from the Lord. And it's good for people to submit at an early age to the yoke of discipline. Let them sit alone in silence beneath the Lord's demands. Let them lie face down in the dust, for there may be hope at last. Let them turn the other cheek to those who strike them and accept the assaults of their enemies. For no one is abandoned by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he also shows compassion because of the greatness of his unfailing love. For he does not enjoy hurting people or causing them sorrow. If people crush underfoot all the prisoners of the land, if they deprive others of their rights, it the in defiance of the most high. If they were if they twist justice in the courts, doesn't the Lord see all these things? Who can command things to happen without the Lord's permission? Does not the most high send both calamity and good? Then why should we mere humans complain when we are punished for our sins? Instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven and say, We have sinned and rebelled, and you have not forgiven us. You have engulfed us with your anger, chased us down and slaughtered us without mercy. You have hidden yourself in the clouds, so our prayers cannot reach you. You have discarded us and refused Refused and garbage among the nations. All our enemies have spoken out against us. We are filled with fear, for we are trapped, devastated, and ruined. Tears stream from my eyes because of the destruction of my people. My tears flow endlessly. They will not stop until the Lord looks down from the heaven and sees. My heart is broken over the faith of all the women in Jerusalem. My enemies, whom I have never harmed, hunted me down like a bird. They threw me into a pit and dropped the stones on me. The water rose over my head and I cried out, this is the end. But I called on your name, Lord, from deep within the pit. You heard me when I cried. Listen to my pleading. Hear my cry for help. Yes, you came when I when I called you. You told me, do not fear. Mm, I'm about to, I ain't going to cry, y'all. Lord, you have come to my defense. You have redeemed my life. You have seen the wrong they have done to me, Lord. Be my judge and prove me right. You have seen the vengeful plots my enemies have laid against me. Lord, you have heard the vile names they call me. You know all about the plans they have made. My enemy whispers and mutters as they plot against me all day long. Look at them. Whether they sit or stand, I am the object of their mocking songs. Pay them back, Lord, for all the evil they have done. Give them hard and stubborn hearts and let your curse fall on them. Chase them down in your anger, destroying them beneath the Lord, the Lord's heaven. I just love that part on verse 57. It says, yes, you called when I came. Yes, you came when I called. 
You told me don't do not fear. Mm. And that hit me. Cause I remember being in that pit. You see how he said, But I called on your name, Lord, from deep within the pit. Mm. I remember being deep in that pit and I called his name. Mm-hmm. And I rem- and he and he said those words, don't be afraid. Fear not. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Hallelujah. And I'm speaking that to somebody right now. Be still and know that he is God. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Fear not. Hallelujah. I want to... um take you to give me a second I'm gonna take you to John 15 verse 18 family I used to say it here when I first 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 like really got into like reading the bible I used to read like the uh the these couple chapters in John, I think I used to read John 14, 15, 16, 17. And then I would just cry. Like I was be sitting there crying. And I I need you to understand because you're just like, well, why is all of these coming up against me? And I'm about to tell you. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world will love you as one of its own if you belong to it. But you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world. So it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally, they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they will listen to you. They will do all this to you because of me. For they have rejected the one who sent me. They will not be guilty if I had not come and spoken to them. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Anyone who hates me also hates my father. If I haven't done such miraculous signs among them that no one else could do, they will not be guilty. But as it is, they have seen everything I did, yet they still hate me and my father. This fulfills what is written in their scriptures. They hated me without cause. But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and will testify all about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. The Lord is speaking. Okay. We go through these trials and these tribulations. People lie on us. People cheat on us. They mock us. They they treat us bad. But it's because God has chose you to come out of the world. So it hates you. You're not no longer part of the bitterness and the turmoil and the resentment and the unforgiveness and the oppression that this world offers. You have been set free from that. So the world hates you because you're not a part of that. Now you have life. When people see you, they see God. So you see how Jesus said, 
They hate, they hate me. And whoever hates him also hates the father. When people just hate you, it's because they hate your father. Hallelujah. And that's that the Lord be teaching me that people are going to persecute you. It's not about you. It's about me. When they look at you, they see me. It's not about us, family. Yes, we make our mistakes. Yes, it's a better way we can handle things. But remember that God said, I will hold your hand. He will lead you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This has been going on for like an hour, but I think I can leave I can leave you with one more verse. Um, let's go to Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. Let's go down to verse um 6. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will gather you and your children from the east and west. I will say to the north and south, bring my sons and daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. And then I want to take you down to, um, you know, this is our part. This is our part right here. Verse 18. But forget all that. <laughs> That's lurking a little gangster. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The Lord is saying, I will make a way. The wild animals in the field will thank me. The jackals and owl too for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland. My, so my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself. And they will someday honor me before the whole world. The Lord has plans for you. You see how he says, someday you will honor me before the whole world. I will refresh you. I will give you this water to refresh you. I will give water to those dry bones. Yes, your roots are parched. But I will give you the water that you need. Hallelujah. Family, I pray that this word has blessed you. I pray that you just give the Lord every heavy burden. He says, come to me, those that are heavy with burdens, and he will give you rest. Go get your rest. Go read, I believe it's Mark 11, verse 29, where he talks about his yoke. Go read that. We constantly reading that, but put that into your spirit, man. Water the seeds in your heart with that. Hallelujah. So you can produce a harvest of rest. Hallelujah. So I love y'all so much. Let's say it together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.